Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ninth annual Talking Comics Awards. It's December 16th, episode number 473 of our nomination podcasts, wherein we discuss our nominees for this year's Talking Comics Awards ceremony. I am your hostmaster, Steve Say, and joining me for this year's awards proceedings, of course, is Mr. Bob Ryer. Bonesaw is ready. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Joey Ricchito. Get ready for Wicked and Divine! <laughs> Wrong year, buddy. <laughs> Mr. Aaron Amos. This tuxedo is tight. <laughs> and Ms. Sarah Miles. <laughs> I'm done already. I'm sorry. <laughs> how, is, uh, how is everyone feeling this lovely evening? Hyped. 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 Yeah, yeah, Aaron, Aaron, this is your first awards. How are you? Uh, how's it going over there, buddy? I feel like I'm about to be deflowered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm you very nervous. Uh, you know, don't judge me. That's all I'm saying. But uh, all right, all right uh, I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to take a moment to remind our listeners that we can only nominate books we've read throughout the year or. Uh, Titles that began after last year's December recording sessions for our previous award show. If the titles you've loved throughout the year aren't nominated here, that's okay. Uh, They can still remain near and dear to you in whatever way you see fit. With that detail out of the way, I'd like to read the complete list of categories we've laid out for this year's show. And then we'll double back and tell you which categories we'll be presenting on this week's podcast. We have a little bit of an abbreviated uh, ceremony this year, given the short year in comics where we lost about three or four months due to COVID. And so we've compensated uh, for that and have removed a few of maybe some of the extraneous categories or maybe some categories that just didn't have enough entries uh, for this year's award show with any luck. And and honestly, by the the way comics are coming out these days, next year will be different as well. Uh, and maybe some of those categories will return. We shall see. The categories for the ninth annual Talking Comics Awards are as follows. Best Mini or Limited Series. Best Original Graphic Novel. Best Story Arc. Best New Series. Best Ongoing Series. Breakthrough Artist. Breakthrough Writer. Best Artist. Best Writer. And Best Overall Comic. So there you go. In addition to these categories, we'll be taking some time out uh, for each host to make special mentions for things that they loved in comics this year, be it film, television, representation, or other aspects of the comics community. So without further ado, uh, I'd like to dig into this week's categories, which include nominations for Breakthrough Writer, Breakthrough Artist, Best New Series, 
and best mini or limited series. So before we dig into our breakthrough writer category, uh, we're going to make uh, we're going to have Joey do our first special mention of uh, of these next couple of podcasts. So, Joey, what do you want to bring special attention to for this year? All right. Put 10 minutes on the clock here. It's going to be yeah, great. Sure. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm really glad we're taking the time to do this because, like you said, it, it was a weird year in comics. Um, and there are just some things that, you know, because we took away some categories or because of just the way the year planned out. Um, don't necessarily fit into some of the categories that we still have. So I wanted to take uh, a little bit of time here to talk about uh, Marvel's Voices. This is actually a, a podcast that I talked about earlier this year, if you'll recall. Um, it's hosted by Angelique Roche. Marvel puts it out. And um, she uh, essentially just brings on writers, fans of Marvel, you know, uh, creators, tons of different people, artists, um, with this kind of intention to – diversify and include the types of voices that uh, you don't normally see at the forefront in comics. Um, So the podcast is really awesome. If you haven't had the chance to check it out, Uh, I think they just came back for another season with an awesome interview with Method Man. Um, I've gone back into the archives and I've listened to some episodes with Vita, Ayala, um, Greg Pak did an hour long episode with them. That was really, really awesome too. Uh, So the podcast is fantastic. So once I found the podcast, I was like, this is really cool. And then literally like the next day, Marvel was like, it's so cool that we're releasing a series of one shots inspired by Marvel's voices, bringing on some of the people that Angelique Rocher interviews or just kind of committing to that effort to kind of diversify the type of people who get to tell the stories with Marvel characters. So Marvel voices number one came out last spring. uh, And then just last month in November, they came out with Marvel voices, indigenous voices this February, upcoming February, they're going to do a Marvel voices legacy issue um, for African-American history month, black history month. Um, So, I mean, if you just look at the, the, the list of creators on these books um, it's people that we love on the show. And, uh, you know, it's people like Vidayala, Luciano Vecchio did an awesome kind of pride uh, story in, in Marvel Voices number one. James Monroe Eagleheart, uh, who is in Hamilton and Aladdin, you know, he came on. He's a huge fan. Uh, and if you listen to his episode of the podcast, he talks about how much he loves Spider-Man and he loves like Marvel Comics. So then he gets the opportunity to like literally write Spider-Man in Marvel Voices, like that type of like you know, just enthusiasm for the character really comes out. Method Man, I mentioned before, gets to write a story. Roxanne Gay, um, Brian Stelfreeze. The Indigenous Voices uh, issue I read uh, uh, last month was amazing as well. Three short stories. Uh, Rebecca Rowanhorse, Darcy Little Badger, Jeffrey Reggie. Um, it's really cool. Upcoming in the Legacy one, you have Danny Lord and Eddie Okorafor, people that we talk about on the show a lot. Um, but it's just really awesome to kind of see Marvel – a, putting out that podcast, but B, kind of like committing to bringing in these different voices to to um, the industry and, and allowing them to, to tell these really cool and great stories. So um, if you didn't get a chance to check out Marvel Voices or Marvel Voices Indigenous Voices, do check those out from this year. Uh, check out the podcast as well. I think that these kind of anthologies that Marvel's been putting out, DC's got a couple, uh, IDW always kind of puts these out too. Uh, 2020 also brought us Be Gay Do Comics, which I talked about on the show, which was an awesome anthology of queer uh, creators too. Um, they're just really awesome ways to kind of boost um, boost the voices that we love on the show and, and we want to hear more from in comics. I will say that it th- they should not be... L- 
relegated and limited to anthologies. And my hope is that some of these creators do get that that call. They get that call up to really kind of write on these bigger, um, continue these stories that they're that they're that they're starting in these in these little anthology books. Um, but you know, they're definitely steps in the right direction, and it's it's great to see Marvel in particular as one of the big two um, making those making those steps. That's Lovely. fantastic, yeah. man. Great. Thank you. Um, that's awesome. I got to go back and listen to that. In that, uh, in a similar vein, I actually sat down last night with uh, Disney Plus after our discussion that we had, and I was all pumped to dig into it. And I watched a few episodes of the Inside Pixar. They're like 11 to 12 minute long episodes that uh, highlight uh the diversity of their creators and some of their stories. And what's really cool about it is that you can then you could watch the episode, but then find their work on the Disney plus service and just directly jump into what they've created. And Bronwyn and I watched a Pixar short called out last night. That oh, dude, you've seen it. It's so good. I watched it uh, like last spring during like when quarantine first started and I just wept tears. And then we watched it again a couple of days ago and just like bawled our eyes out. Dude, that, that hug at the end, the, the, the bring it in for the hug, the handshake hug. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. Oh my God. Well, and this is what we talked about yesterday in the, the kind of special edition that, that we're putting out about all the announcements. It's like, look, end of the day, Marvel, Disney, like these are big corporations that like, you know, in some ways are just, you know, evil menaces to society. However, uh, highlighting some of the positives that, that they are doing right. Um, intentions aside, like it's just, I think that Marvel voices, um, was just something that I didn't know. I really kind of needed, uh, this year, right. Kind of hearing from people that like we talk about on the show all the time, but, you know, hearing them on this podcast or, you know, seeing them um, in these kind of like really elevated and, and, and publicized kind of anthology series, I think was just like, this is great. This is more of this, basically. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that to the table. I'm glad that we have that in here for these shows for sure. All right. It is time. It is time to jump into the first category. Woof. Breakthrough. Writer. Can I go first? Can I go first? Can I go first? I have the correct answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bob, go ahead. Okay. So I have Chris Cantwell on Doom and Iron Man and Fantastic Four Road Trip. So he could handle a lot of stuff, took a leap upward. N.K. Jemison, Far Sector. And of course, Gene Luen Yang. Ooh. Man, I should have brought a pen and paper. Because I don't want to be <laughs> clacking away as I try to keep notes on this stuff. Oh boy. Okay. So Chris Cantwell, N.K. Jemison, Gene Luen and, Yang, and Gene Luen Yang. All right. Well, I can go next if I can find. Oh, I don't have my nominations open. Uh, Joey, why don't you go next? Okay. My votes are for Eve Ewing. For champions and outlawed and all that that good stuff she's been doing over there at Marvel. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna put Rom V on here for blue and green. His name is all over a bunch of DC books too. Um, so and, and and I see his name a lot in the upcoming future states. So I think he's had a really great 2020. Uh, and let's see, let's see, let's see. I'll, I'll put Chris Cantwell on there too. 
I have another person. His name is Jesse Lonergan. He did two books for Image, Hydra and Planet Paradise. Really, really amazing books. But like, I don't think anybody else read anything by Jesse. So I, I'll, I'll hold him off. So uh, my votes are Evel Ewing, Chris Cantwell, and Rom V. Okay. 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 Uh, Sarah, why don't you go next? Um, I've actually only got two nominees for Breakthrough Writer because this, for me, was a really, really tough category. Um, so I am going to go with Declan Shelby because he wrote Bog Bodies this year. Yes, and that did. was like, it was everywhere when it came out. Everybody was talking about it. Um, and it also meant that a book of his called Savage Town from last year got like loads of people reading it that hadn't read it before. Um, so he's one of mine. And the other one for me is Jodie Hauser. Like she is on everything at the moment. So when I'm filing books at the shop, like I see her name constantly. She's on loads of Doctor Who stuff. She's on Supergirl this year. She's done like all of the Stranger Things books and they basically have a book coming out every week. Um, so those are my only two that I've got for Breakthrough Writer this year. I like those. Boy. All right. Uh, Aaron, why don't you go next? All right. Well, here we go. So the first one, obviously, N.K. Jemison, just whatever. Um, <laughs> the next one is actually also Ram V, uh, because he made me care about Detective Chimp. And I think he's just really <laughs> done something well. He did something really interesting with a superhero book and made it a little bit more than about a superhero book. Um and then there's a third one that's a dark horse. Wait, I just see what I did there. Never mind. Yeah. You'll see. Um, Brandon Thomas from a book called Excellence. Oh, that was right. good. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, and he's also on a number of the Future State books coming out, yep. as I recall. He just really has a good voice. Whew. We have a All lot right, more Steve. names. Yeah, no, I'm going to make things easy because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock some people in. Um, this is this is going to be a harder category than I anticipated. Uh, on my list, on my master list here, I have N.K. Jemison, Jean Luen Yang, and Eve L. Ewing. So does that then that at least locks in N.K. Jemison for sure? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead, Joey. I uh, I'm cool with N.K. Jemison. I. I obviously will be talking about Jean Luen Yang a lot over the course of the next 15 hours. Um, <laughs> but looking at the list here, I, I personally would put weight behind people like Rom, Chris Canwell, Jody Hauser, um, and even Brandon Thomas, to be honest, too, and Eve Ewing over Jean. Uh, love Jean Luen Yang. I think he's. I think he will be represented in other places. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. 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 I'm going to throw something in here, um, and I'm going to be controversial here. I have not read a single thing that I liked by Ram V, but Ooh. I very much like everything I've read that Chris Cantwell has written. So I am. I am happy. I, like I am happy to put my my third currently unused nom behind Chris Cantwell. Oh, mm, forgot about that. Forgot about in. that technique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my first radio. <laughs> I just also want to say that, like, Eve Ewing, I think, like, has – you forget that, like, she's, like, the architect behind all of the outlawed stuff. Like, she – before kind of COVID put the brakes on it just a little bit, like – 
first of all, 2019 was big for her doing the Riri Williams arc and the, and the champion stuff. But then coming into 2020, I think it was set to be a really big year for her as the kind of lead on all of these teen hero kind of storylines that were spiraling out of champions outlawed. And, uh, yeah, COVID put a little damper on it, but now that we're seeing two, three, four issues of, of champions coming out of that yeah. and some of her other work, I, I I think that she's had a really, really great year and, and especially jumping into the industry coming from from her work in poetry and her work in kind of academia has been really awesome to see. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I'd go she, with that. Yeah. Yeah. She was a, a strong contender on my list for sure. Okay, so we have Cantwell, Ewing, and Jemison so far. All right, are we taking uh, Jean Lu and Yang off the list? Well, again, that's just me saying that I'm going to be talking about him a lot. He technically did get two votes here, so if y'all want to put him on here, I just think that like those two spots could go to someone else who might not necessarily be represented in other categories. I know that's a gamble, and having fought for 17 years to get Wicked and Divine <laughs> on these lists, maybe it's a gamble that I shouldn't be making. <laughs> But, right. uh, uh-huh. you know, I, I, that's how I feel, at least. Like, Brandon Thomas is someone that, like, excellence has been on my reading list all year, just based on how Aaron has been talking about it. And uh, um, seeing, again, similar to what I was saying about Ram V, uh, like, 2020 was a good enough year for him for DC to be like, all right, it's yours now, <laughs> you know? Like, so I, I just think that, like, Brandon Thomas might be someone that we think about, too. I, I really have to agree with that. I think Brandon Thomas is, I, I call him a dark horse because I don't think he's going to, I didn't think he was going to be in the same space or same conversation as some of these other nominations, but I, having read, you know, excellence in one sort of run through and sort of seen some, some other, you know, conversations about him. I really think the thing that I really, and you'll hear me talk about this a little bit later, probably, but the thing that I really appreciate about him is the voice. It's not just the, the way that he writes the character it's a way that he gives that character a voice and i really just appreciate it and it spoke to me as a person of color so i just that's really why i it sort of stood out um of all the things that i read so you know something to think about well that's really important mm-hmm. yeah. you know that uh, that carries a lot of weight so okay uh bob who do we have do we have anybody right. locked in so far yes nk jemison chris cantwell e-viewing locked in um, just remind me again, what did Chris Cantwell do? He I'm was doing I'm in Doom and just did FF Road Trip. Okay. I've, I've only read uh, FF Road Trip. Yeah, I had but. to think about that too. Same here. His okay. Iron Man oh, he, has been a lot of fun. Ahead, he, he also did... Um, he also did, oh my God, what is it called? Sorry, I'm hastily Googling because I've completely forgotten the name of the books that he did. Um, no, my brain is not functioning. <laughs> he, did some, he did some indie books, everything. He did everything, which was really, really good. And he did She Could Fly, which was... Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. And then also She Could Fly, The Lost Pilot, which was like the second bit of that. that Lost Pilot was this year. Everything was this year. Um they were both really, really good. That's like the main two things of his that I've read, which is why I would happily put weight behind him because he talks a lot about um, the importance of mental health and dealing with mental illness and being able to talk about having mental illness. Um, and for me, that's super important. Right. Um, talk to me a little bit about Jody Hauser. You said that she's been on everything. What is everything? Uh, so she has done Supergirl. She's done the Doctor Who books. She's writing. She did Doctor Who 13th Doctor. She did Doctor Who 
Tenth Doctor. She has just done uh, Time Lord Victorious, which is mm. this completely insane crossover. So there's long form fiction, there's comics, there's like big finish audiobooks. Um, and it's kind of pulling together loads of different doctors and it brings the Daleks back. And she's basically done the whole comic side of that um, and kind of cracked out these massive double length issues that were so, so good. Um, like people who have never read comics before were coming into the shop asking for this book. Yeah. And I just, I love that. Um, she's also done like pretty much all of the Stranger Things stuff. Um, so there's like the standard Stranger Thing book. There's um, like Summer Camp ones, which is kind of like a horror one. She's done the Stranger Things Dungeons and Dragons crossover. I think she's done some Dungeons and Dragons stuff. She also mm-hmm. did Faith. I know Faith wasn't this year, but she also did Faith. And that's a book that, you know, people still find it and it, it kind of ticks over. And I'm sure she's done something else for DC. I think she did something on Harley. I think you might be right about that. Jordy, and also Jordy. going back. Go ahead, Sarah. No, I was going to say going back a bit further. She did um, stuff like Mother Panic and um, Oh yeah, Shade the Changing Girl or Shade oh. the Changing Woman. Jody Jody's come like come often on my list literally for the last like three years. Um, starting with when she she co-created Faith over at Valiant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And she's doing a lot of t- a ton of work over with Titan with all the Doctor Who stuff, as, as Sarah was saying too. So like, I, I actually really like Jodie Hauser as a writer. I've always yeah. kind of really dug her stuff, and and uh, to be honest, I that's uh, I think that'd be a cool. cool what if cool? I, what I'm if cool the with rest that? of this list? Um, because I think that Rom V will be represented elsewhere. What if the and Sarah's of- kind of detest <laughs> d- like ind- indignation was so palpable? I was like, you know what? I'm crossing him off my document right now. <laughs> well, he's going to come up again, so I, I, I know he is, and I know at least one thing of his that's going to come up because it's been mentioned throughout the year. I just and I haven't read that one thing that I know is going to come up, but everything else of his I've read, I've just been so underwhelmed by it. All right, so yeah. Sorry. So what are you thinking, Jody and Brandon? Yeah, that's that's my thought. So this would be N.K. Jemison, Chris Cantwell, Evel Ewing, Jody Hauser, and uh, I keep forgetting his name. What is his name? Brandon, Brandon Thomas. Thomas. Brandon Thomas. Brandon Thomas. I keep remembering the last name and not the first. Brand. I'm writing that down. And to be fair, to Sarah's point, if y'all have not read Bog Bodies, like Bog Bodies is so good. <laughs> I own it. I haven't read it yet, but I own it. Declan it Shelby, will be mentioned again shortly. Yeah, Declan Shelby, I knew as an artist from his artistic work, right? Um, So to see his name kind of in writing, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then obviously I thought Bog Bodies was was just really awesome. All right, so is this locked in then? You're you're official, Joey. You have to start it off. I think it looks good. (laughs) Wow. No, that's not what I was hoping. Aaron, how are you feeling about this list? I feel good. It didn't hurt much at all. (laughs) Not yet. It's only Wait the first for show. It. It's coming. Wait until the, the back end of the second episode. You'll start to feel the burn. Wait until the uh, wine the back comes end out. Burn. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I I'm very I'm very comfortable with this breakthrough. Quite playlist. happy. Yep. All right, Bob. Do you, I love it. Do you want to lock it in and, and read them? Lock it in. Our breakthrough writer nominees for 2020: Chris Cantwell, Eve L. Ewing, Jody Hauser. N.K. Jemison, Brandon Thomas. Uh, and oh, just real quick, because we didn't really go too much into N.K. Jemison. Uh, for those listening, if you're not familiar, 
uh, architect of Far Sector, which will be mentioned. Many times. Quite a bit. Many, many, many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so impressive and, and, and such a, an amazing transition uh, from novels and, and uh, you know, educational stuff and whatever to, to this is just otherworldly, literally. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So that is our breakthrough writer list. Fantastic. Oh, I feel so happy about Jody Hauser being on this list. Yeah. As someone who's like been reading Jody Hauser for like years, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that was a good call, uh, Sarah. Nice, yeah. good job. Yeah, honestly, for, for the longest time, she has been the only person on my list, and I did consider just nominating her three times, um, <laughs> just in case that worked. But yeah, I'm really, really pleased that she's on there. Really pleased because she just the sheer volume of work she's put out this year is phenomenal. So. I can't wait! Can't wait to read a, a bunch of it. That's awesome. All right, cool. So we're gonna move right into our breakthrough artist category. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll go first. I'm I'm struggling with this one. I have one, two, three. I have four people on my list, and I want all four of them to be on here. I got I got five people. All right, what do you what do you got, Joey? <laughs> so let me. I'll, here's what I'll here's what I'll start with. Simone de Mayo uh, for his work on Champions, and we only find that when we're when we're when they're dead. Um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put because I feel like some of my other choices might get picked. I'm gonna put Minkyu Jung on here for Miss Marvel and Doctor Afra. Um, I really like his work too. I think it's just for, you know, we talked a lot about Miss Marvel and, and kind of our growing pains with the new run, but I think one of the things that has always been consistent with it has been the artwork. So, so I, I really like Minkyu Jung's work. Um, this is, uh, mm, I'll do it. I'm going to put Maria Jove on here for her sexy, sexy work over on books like Faithless and, and Heartbeat. Oh, uh, man. Unexpected. I was like, I was like, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to change it up. I got two dudes on this list already. I'm going to put Maria Jove on here. And as someone who is often very, very uncomfortable with all the saucy things that, that are brought to this show. Maria Jove's uh, artwork on Faithless and 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 uh, Heartbeat uh, were were two really really great things that that I remember from this year. Man, mm. you're always throwing wrenches into the works, man. Yeah, I'll hold off on. I, I'm hoping though. No, 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 no. Do, you, do, you, do your nominations. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna. No, no. No, no, no. I already have three. I like. I gave my three. I'm just hoping. I'm like all sending right. vibes. I'm sending vibes. All right, all right. I can. I'll, oh God, I'll go next. I'll go next. Uh, my first is Elena Casagrande. Excellent for for Black Widow, and I'm I'm sure others, but especially Black Widow. The artwork in that series so far has just been mind blowing. So so kinetic and flowing, and those those j- big pages of those fight sequences. Oh God, makes me feel alive. So Elena Casagrande. Oh man, uh, Aaron Campbell. Aaron Campbell, if you remember, uh, did the artwork for Infidel, which I believe was last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, his artwork on John Constantine Hellblazer is just incredible. And when paired with uh, Bergera's artwork, 
they're just such a nice compliment to one another. And he is working on another level in that series, particularly the, the final issues of that. Just some of the most epic supernatural artwork I've seen in a really long time. And I was, I was blown away by it. And I'm also going to throw one in for an, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this. Okay. Um, Anand RK. Can we spell that for me while I write it? (laughs) A-N-A-N-D, literally R-K. Okay. Yep. Yep. So Anand RK, Elena Casagrande, and Aaron Campbell are my Man, you really like Blue Green, didn't you? Ah, okay. That's why I was going to say, what did Anand RK do? There we go. Yeah, Blue and Green. Okay. I'm. Let's put it this way. I, I, I would. I was really, really impressed with that book. I would not be surprised if that. If I had to pick of the two of those styles, I would really throw my weight behind Aaron Campbell. I just want to say, Anand Arke's artwork on on Blue and Green is is just it, it. It impressed me. It elevated that book for me in a really, really big way. It is also very much that supernatural, spectral stuff, but it is done with so much care and so much personality, and there's so much mood to it that it really just transported me into that world when I was reading that book. The other person on my list here was Simone DeMeo. So, hey, where's my Maria Yove love, huh? You love no, books. I love that too, dude. <laughs> that's the problem with these with these shows is that these are all amazing people, and it's so hard to choose that I, I start making like excuses in my brain that shouldn't be there. Um, like I love the non RK's work on blue and green, but again, blue and green will come up later. And it's when, when something is gets onto the list of the whole book, I feel like the creators are included in that effort. And so I don't feel as bad about it. Um, I just wanted to make sure that Anand got a mentioned, uh, during this stuff. So, um, yeah, okay. So uh, just to clarify, mine mine were uh, Elena Casagrande, Simone de Mayo, Anand Arke, and uh, Aaron Campbell. That's four. You're only allowed three. Whoa. All right, then, 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 take, then take Anand off the list. Okay. <laughs> okay, that wasn't the three that you said. You yeah, just added yeah. Simone de Mayo on at the end and then taken off Anand Arke. <laughs> well, I just gave Anand Arke a big flowery kiss on the cheek. <laughs> okay, but he's off okay. the list. And Simone's got two. Okay. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't think that he'll make it. So I'm I'm trying to save us some time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Sarah, would you like to go next? Okay then. Um, I would also like to give a shout out to friend of the show Greg at this point for his assistance with this because I was so bad with this category and he has just been throwing names at me for like two weeks. So thank you very much, Greg. Um, I'm going to put a vote behind Elena Casagrande, um, again, because Black Widow has been amazing. She's also done some stuff in the Buffyverse, which has been really good. Um, I'm going to put a vote in for Pepe Larraz, because I might not have enjoyed Hox Pox that much, but I thought the art was brilliant. Um, and then the hill upon which I will die. <laughs> Early on, Sarah, nicely played. <laughs> Just for this category, but the hill upon which I will die for this category is Dan Mora. 
Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Dan Warren does the art on Once and Future and has also been doing a lot of stuff in the uh, Power Rangers Ranger books. Um, and Dan Mora's facial expressions touch me. <laughs> and I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave you to think of that comment, what you will, but they touch me. Okay. Saucy. This show has been so saucy lately. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Aaron. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start with Jamal Campbell for Naomi and Five Sector because his art is just unbelievable. And again, um, visually speaks uh, to me the way that I said Brandon Thomas's writing speaks to me. Um, and then similar to that, uh, Carrie Randolph, uh, who uh, is also the artist on Excellence. Um, because again, just the 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 way that it speaks to people of color and features, and is not afraid to sort of represent those features, um, as opposed to just using a different color ink. And then there's one that I don't know if anyone's going to. Well, Joey probably will. Ricardo Lopez Ortiz um, from the poll. I really just like his art. I sort of I, I met him last year at, at uh, NYCC. I saw a bunch of his art there. I think he did Totally Awesome Hulk and a couple other things like Hit Girl. I just like the way his art, it almost gives you that um, Dragon Ball <laughs> Z vibe a little bit, but I just like the, the way it's structured and set up. Um, so that was my, that's my list. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, I think we had Jamal Campbell as a, as a breakthrough candidate a couple of years back, right? I don't think we candidate. I think he won this category. <laughs> really? Not la- yeah. I, I'm looking at last year. I'm just checking. It's not on last year. No, it was year. two years ago. Two years ago? Two years ago. All right, strike him. Uh, I will also point out that that name will come up later, so we might want to sacrifice the mm-hmm. name now mm-hmm. to okay. to in favor of a different category. Do we have an oh, extra, that's... Aaron? Oh, it will. Um, uh, let me think. Okay. Well, who's on the list right now? Maybe Aaron will put his weight behind. You know, somebody else's votes. Well, there is one that I was kind of going <laughs> back and forth on, but yeah, let's do that. That's a better idea. Okay. Let's see who's on this because I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this other one here. See, it works for Sarah. You see, you're already catching on, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I almost threw a name on the mic. No, no, no. Hold nope, on. Nope. Let me see. What are you thinking? Nope. Go so ahead. He's waiting. He's waiting. I'm waiting for everyone else. Oh, you're going to wait. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah. waiting. Um, Bob, why don't you go ahead? Uh, I also have Elena Casagrande. The, those Lois Lane covers she did for Greg Rucker's miniseries and certainly the Black Widow work absolutely killed it. Uh, Lee Garbett jumped from indie to really great work on Captain Marvel oh. for Kelly Thompson. Oh, yeah. boy. And R.B. Silva on Fantastic Four. Classic, oh. classic, but absolutely fresh at the same time. Mm. So Elena's locked in, right? Elena's locked in. Yep. All right, that makes it a little bit easier. Does it though? It, it really doesn't. This is I said, again. I, said I didn't a little re- bit. I said a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have ten other people. <laughs> it's the real problem. I'd well, throw. Small DeMeo has two. Um. Yes. Now because of the changeover. Okay. You want we locking in Simone DeMeo? We don't have to. I'm just saying he comes okay. up a lot. I throw I'd my like weight behind Dan Mora, certainly. 
I, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I like Dan Mora for this list, especially because did we, we didn't get him on any list last year, did we? No. No. That's a travesty. <laughs> I mean, I am all for Dan Mora making either the breakthrough artist or best artist list. What did he so, do again? I'm sorry. You said it earlier. What did, Dan Mora was on what again? I'm sorry. Once, once, in, once future. in future. Oh, okay. There you go. And a whole bunch of Power Rangers stuff, and he's done quite a few covers this year as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent behind Dan Mora. Okay, just for the record, too, I love 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 Carrie Randolph's work. So I'm I'm really glad uh, uh, Aaron brought brought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've loved that for years. Yeah. <laughs> so he's it's awesome. nice that that he's here too. Oh boy, uh, did anybody else? Does I, Joey? Do you have to go? Or you, no, you're I done. Went. He went first. Did my, everybody go? Technically, yeah. technically, Aaron still okay. has one nom. That could, so that could change the, the face of things. <laughs> What's out there again? Read it to me again. Okay, yours were Carrie Randolph, Richard Lopez, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Joey has Simone DeMeo, Minkyu Young, Maria Yove. Sarah had Elena Casagrande, Pepe Larraz, and Dan Mora. Steve was Elena Casagrande, Aaron Campbell, Simone DeMeo. I had Elena Casagrande, Lee Garbett, and R.B. Silva. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. All right, so I think of the ones that you, the ones I'm most familiar with, and the ones that connected with me, I'm gonna say RB Silva. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I had to really, I had to really play it in my head and sort of hear them all. Yeah, those the FF work he's done has been. Certainly yeah. cosmic and everything else, but it's the family stuff that he's, he's really nailed it on with the kids, particularly. The only other one would have been Elena Casagrande's, but I think that's covered. She is definitely locked in. Bob, do you know offhand uh, like an issue number of FF that they'd worked on? Yeah, if you go through the, the 20s, all the Empire stuff and beyond, he's been on that. So 23 to 26, 27. May have, been, um, may have been off one of them, but that's where his run is. Yeah, I'm seeing Paco uh, Medina. Uh, oh, here we go, RB Silva. I think we put oh, Dan yeah. Mora on the list. Yes. Oh, I love. That's why Sarah doesn't have to die on a hill. (laughs) What was that, Joey? I said this way. Sarah doesn't have to die on a hill. I think we put Dan Mora on this list. Yes. For I, I'm I'm happy with that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this RB Silva is pretty. No, nice. Steve is not into that plan. Steve's <laughs> like, I want to talk about RB Silva. Steve is like, Sarah, no, you can't not die me. I mean, honestly, know. like I, I really love uh, Aaron Campbell's artwork. I think that if you haven't been exposed to it since reading uh, Infidel, I think the the majority of us had read that when that came out. That this is going to remind you of what an incredible talent he is. And when you read John Constantine Hellblazer, because that will be one of my hills that I will die on, uh, you're going to be blown away by how much he brings you into that world and how, how, how fantastic it is, but how real it is and how, how dirty it is and, and claustrophobic. And it's so, rich with character 
and and it's seedy. That's what yeah. It is. Oh, like, I, love I mean, I, you're not going to die on a hill of Hellblazer because if you do, I'm dying with you because that book is going to be mentioned several times. But the artwork is absolutely insane from Campbell, and and it is yeah. it leaves you feeling a little bit grimy. And yeah, that's, it does. Kind, that's, that's kind of what they're aiming for is you, you kind of want to just go and wash your hands after you've read the book. <laughs> that's totally true. <laughs> that's totally true. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just to put a little shout out for Aaron Campbell. I, I am happy to, to take away Pepe Larraz and put my vote behind Aaron Campbell if that will help anything. That would certainly help me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this RB Silva art again, and I'm getting all tingly. All right. Elena Casagrande. Is it it making you feel things? I am. I'm getting one. Never mind. I'm not going to go that far. Elena Casagrande, Dan Mora, Mora. Aaron Campbell, RB Silva, and someone else. (laughs) It touches me. So remind me what Simone DeMaio did, because that was another name that I was given that I was told to look at for this. He's done Champions, um, and he's done We Only Find Them When They're Dead, which is a new book from Al Ewing over at Boom. It's about three or four issues in. It is just cosmic on another scale. It's Um, three issues in, and I keep meaning to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, like, it, it, there's just, like, his, th- that work has just been one of the – his is a name that has, like, popped up often uh, in, mm. on our on the show. Um, and I think part of the reason why we actually even talk about a book, like, we only find them when they're dead is because of the artwork. Um, so – and it's part of the reason why I picked up that book was because of his work on Champions uh, with, with e-viewing uh, earlier in the year. Um, I'm gonna. I, I will pull my my Maria Jove nomination. Sorry for all those folks out there that wanted something a little sexy to read. Sussy. Um, uh, and I'll throw mine behind Dan Mora if that helps us lock in Dan Mora. Aaron oh, Dan Campbell. Mora's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, on, on this list, just to, to move things along. So, are we looking Simone DeMeo, or do we need to tell us about Kerry Randolph, Aaron? What did he do this year? So the thing that I was on to put onto him before was for, for excellence again. And again, I, like I said earlier, he speaks to me, his art spoke to me a way that the, that Brandon Thomas's uh, writing spoke to me. So what I really, you heard me mention a couple of times throughout the year, reasons why I love the way Jamal Campbell's drawn, drew Naomi and drew, and drew Joe in far sectors, because so often is the case that when you are trying to draw people of color in mainstream comics or, you know, or, or create art for the mainstream comics, you essentially draw them by what is seen as the, the definition of right, and that is white features, white characters. And so you find a, you know, you know, Monica Rambeau, who is essentially a white character with what looks like ethnic hair and, you know, and everything else is the same, but the darker ink. Whereas, you know, I think Kerry Randolph took it a different, took it to a different perspective. He, he, he drew the bigger lips and the wider nose. And it's, it's interesting because the main character looks a lot like Michael B. Jordan. Um, but, you know, and he drew the hair and he drew just the features that a person of color would see, but maybe others wouldn't rec- necessarily recognize. So when I'm reading that that language over the faces of these characters, I really feel like this is someone who knows what they're talking about and are coming from it, coming from a place of experience that, yeah. that, that matters. So that's why he spoke to me. Randolph has done work on like... Titans, Livewire, um, 
uh, Scarlet Spider as well. So like he, he he's done he's done a lot of work. And he, what I've always loved about his style is that there is just like there is power in mm-hmm. his line work. Like there is energy in his line work that I just have always always just the, the loved angles. the angles yes. are incredible the angles, angles are wild especially if he's drawing somebody like like a flash or something like that right like it is just it is incredible um uh, his 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 line work in particular so there are, i also really love carrie randolph there are a lot of fights and battles in this book in excellence and just to see it almost does at times as you're reading it feel as though there's movement happening there there's just the angles you can feel the pain when a blow is struck you can feel the pain you can see the the minor droplets of blood and the you know this the the expression of someone who's just had the wind knocked out of them or someone who's you know really terrified at a punch that's coming at them or whatever is the case or you know someone walks into the room and they you know and there's a scene where they are genuinely shocked at something that they see that look of terror and panic on their face it doesn't look too comic booky it looks literally like terror that you can that, that you've experienced and I, I, all just sort of struck me the disappointment and the anger there's a lot of family drama in there just the anger and the disappointment and the hurt and the sadness it all comes through perfectly even if you didn't have the language the words there on the page so i i, I really just i can't speak highly enough of his art all right, all right. elena cross the grande dan mora aaron campbell rb silva carrie randolph i'm going yeah <laughs> how about that steve uh yeah uh, that sounds that sounds perfectly fine to me i i really enjoyed that impassioned speech for carrie randolph by uh by aaron so much so that i feel like i'll have to listen to it again when these uh these episodes yeah. come out just to be reminded of the the power and the passion. He was preaching. Oh, yeah. He was preaching. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all I'm all good. So um, just one more time for the people in the back. What is our uh, breakthrough artist category? Aaron Campbell, Elena Casagrande, Dan Mora, Carrie Randolph, R. B. Silva. I feel good about it. Sweet. We got two for two. We are so far. I think. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move right into our best new series category. I don't know about y'all, but this was like, this was one of the harder categories for me to figure out, uh, particularly because of just the kind of year that it's been. Like looking at some of the carryover from the tail end of last year and into this. And um, I, I have two definites on my list. And then kind of a, a toss-up for the third that I might only nominate two. So do you want me to go first? Sure. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, I am going to throw my weight behind Bliss. Uh, that is Caitlin Yarsky and Sean Lewis. We've been talking about it quite a lot this year, uh, at least the past four issues. Incredibly strong first arc. Uh, and start to that to that series, and I'm I'm definitely definitely looking forward to more of it. So bliss, and then uh, another one that I believe is going to show up on Bob's list that I came around to after being a little cold on the first issue, and then absolutely loving the second time around is uh, Adventure Man Ooh. from the Dodsons and Matt Fraction. 
really, really, really love that. And I'm gonna um I have two others, but I'm gonna bank my uh Oh you bank see my- you, 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 Sarah, you start a trend. All right. I can see where this is going. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I just don't think I'm going to get much traction on one, and I think the other one could hang. But I want to hear I want to hear the others first. So so I have <laughs> Bliss and Adventure Man for my okay. best new series uh, noms. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron, why don't you go next? All right. So one the one that I think is controversial that might require some discussion because I'm not really sure. I'm going to put last. Okay. But my other two, I have three total. My other two are Bliss and Adventure Man. Ah. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, the third one, I don't know because of timing, but I feel like it, it could slip through the cracks. It's not going to shock anyone, but Far Sector. Um, Technically, that doesn't count. I know. Four. <laughs> no. It doesn't count. I know, but I want. <laughs> I would put it anyway. <laughs> I had to try. No, the president keeps trying stuff like that, so you can do it. <laughs> oh, can I get gosh. a ruling, please. Yeah, get a recount. <laughs> well, I wouldn't worry too much, man. We 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 got plenty of far sector love uh, coming up on on these categories, Probably but it, I don't category. think it qualifies for best new series by a month. I know, I know. It's cold, but it, Wait it a minute. happens. It debuted in December 2019? No, it came out in um November. Uh, November. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sadly. <laughs> that's gonna be a no for me. So do you have do you have an, an alternate third? Nope, I'm banking it. He's banking it. Oh god. Oh, oh man, guys. Right. Like this. Uh Joey, why don't you go next? Okay. I have for you today. Wicked things, John Allison, Max Aaron. Okay, uh, isn't that a, I it, have it's a you. mini though, isn't it? So, it's still new. I thought we kept those separate. Also, no, it can't be a mini because it has to continue. <laughs> well, okay. All right, fine. Black Widow, Champions, and Seven Secrets. Tom Taylor and Danielle DiNicolo. Mm. Oh boy! If you don't—that's if you don't allow wicked things. Well, here's what I will say about it: considering that Giant Days was a mini and ended up being 53 issues, and it did end on a cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, go ahead. If you want it, go ahead. I, I shouldn't—I shouldn't have been so hasty. I put it on the list for you, Bob. Okay. And it's—I I, will—I'll add that it still counts as a new series. It can be in both. It can be in in limited series and new series. I do uh, not know that. I, yeah, I, I don't I don't fly with that honestly because then every, every mini series is new whenever it shows up. It's its own. I thought it was its no, own little category. I mean, you know, technically, Superman smashes the clan isn't new, but it's the best limited series of twenty twenty. It still counts though because it came out. Uh, the first issue was in December. No, I know that. Yes, but yeah, right, it's. But you wouldn't count it as new because it came out in 2019. So do you want to – do we want to take Wicked Things off on a technicality? Clearly Bob doesn't want Wicked Things on the new No, I was just counting it as a a mini – I was counting it as a mini series. But as you point out, it didn't end. And the last time he did this, it ran 50 more issues. So it's up to you. 
Your choice. I would well, point out. I would point out at this point that I have three for best new series, and two of them are short or limited runs. So, well, okay. Then if that is the case, I would love to keep Wicked Things on the list, and I'll take off Champions. So my list is Wicked Things, Black Widow, and Seven Secrets. Okay. Gives me something to think about. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I am enjoying Champions a great deal. I don't know if it would have made it to the end of this list, so I think that that might be a good move. Um, that might be something for ongoing for next year. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, who didn't get to go yet? Sarah. Sarah, why don't you uh, give us your list? Okay, so for best new series, I've got Department of Truth. Mm. Literally gave me nightmares. Um, <laughs> that's that's a good thing. Okay, um, I have got Marvel Action Chillers, and the one that I'm putting on here because when we were talking about when stuff comes out and whether we can have it on for next year or not, we only have one issue of this so far. The second issue will be out before we record the next show is I Walk With Monsters. She did nominate herself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I didn't nominate it for me. Um, I nominated it because I, I've read all of the issues and it's really, really good. Of I Walk With Monsters? No, no of Chill- Marvel Chillers. Action Chillers. Oh, okay. Um, I know yeah. that I'm not... Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I know that I'm not going to get I Walk With Monsters on this list because there's only one issue out at the moment. But I had to bring it up because as a first issue of a book goes, it blew me away. So I, I had am- to bring it up because, uh, because according to the rules, I won't get to nominate it next year because it came out before this show. So I have to talk about it because it's so, so good. No, you can still you yeah, can still nominate it next year for for best limited series. She wants to nominate it for best new series, Steve. I'm aware of that, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also saying that I don't back it because we only have one issue of it so far, and I just don't know for me personally if that's enough for me to put it on a list with only five nominees. Sarah, I- I'd love to hear you talk about I Walk With Monsters. Uh, well, I mean, you you can go back and listen to the interview that uh, Bob and I did with <laughs> Paul Cornell. Um, so basically, the thing the thing about this book is that there is so much world building in that one issue that we've had. So we get introduced to the main character, Casey, and in the space of one issue, we find out that she kind of hitchhikes around Middle America with this guy who has a weird background and we don't know who he is. And also he turns into a monster, like a literal person killing monster. And she uses herself and the fact that she is a young female to tempt really creepy guys into awful situations in which she puts herself at risk so that the terrible monster can like kill them. And then we also find out that she's got this really weird, horrible past where her brother was taken away by some creepy guy in a suit and there's like stuff to do with her dad and there's family history. Um, And I just, it just really got me. Like the whole thing really got me and um, the art is amazing by Sally Cantorino. It's really, it looks to me, it's really rural, the art style. It looks really, oh, this is quite nice. This is, this is, you know, we're in a farm and there's, it's quite, oh my God, he's got a knife. It just, 
<laughs> that's what the art does to me. It jumps out at me and it and it's I find it creepy and disturbing and that's what I really loved about it. Yeah, and you're right. Okay. The world building is was something special. Really was as we, we spoke to Paul about that. It is it's a really good book. Who right. are we trying to nominate from right now? Did Bob go? No. No, go ahead, Bob. Well, I also have something that's only one issue, so I don't really have two. Uh, Miskatonic number one by Mark Sable and Giorgio Pontrelli. It's same idea of world building on the Lovecraft universe side of things, using real history of discrimination and the sort of things that Lovecraft country does with a female FBI agent here. But again, we have one issue because the second one's delayed. So it was on my list and I guess we'll have to go. Beyond that, though, it's Adventure Man and Black Widow. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, everybody's gone now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is the what is the master list and what has... So we, um, we have three Adventure Man, two Black okay. Widow, two Bliss. I like those three. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of, of all three of those for sure. I've only read one of those, but I'm happy to read all three because I've heard really good things about them. I have a banked vote. Oh! I also have a banked vote. Oh! <laughs> I've created uh, a monster. Ah. Uh, um. Hmm. Aaron, what are you thinking for your banked vote? I didn't think it was going to qualify, but I was really looking at Seven Secrets. When I was was going through my list, I'm not, it's not because I just, I literally was looking at it earlier. I had it on my list earlier, um, last night rather. And I was like, I don't know if this qualifies for this. So I sort of took it off. I have three things on here that I've not read. Seven Secrets is so fun. It really Mm. is. I think I've talked about it a couple times on the show. Yeah. That's one that like Tom, Tom Taylor often for me is like just in the back of my head. Like same thing with the all new Wolverine run that he did. It's just like, oh yeah, that book was awesome. And like, we just kind of like, it comes up on the show, but we never really kind of like continue the conversation. Um, Seven Secrets is really fun. You know, this he has this whole crazy world that he's building around this like secret cohort cult mm-hmm. of like, super hyper trained, really awesome characters who literally are just like protecting these secrets in briefcases and people are coming to get those secrets. And it's kind of have this like weird, fun family drama at the center of it as well. Um, I actually spent the morning rereading, uh, uh, rereading it because it's actually shown up on a lot of other folks, like best series of the year kind of lists. And I'm like, Oh Yeah. I remember Seven Secrets. So I really love it. The art from Danielle DiNicolo is, is also really fun as well. It scratches that, um, that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom vibe for me almost at times. It, it, mm-hmm. It's very fun. Um, it's not trying to be um, – it's not trying to teach you a lesson. It's not trying – it's just trying to have, make you have a good time um, and just take you on an adventure. It almost scratches that. Maybe less so the Indiana Jones, more so the mummy vibe yeah. <laughs> for me the mummy is what i was probably thinking of just fun just fun sort of you know that guy's evil but there's layers there there's something going on and oh by the way that old lady kicks ass <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a bunch of old folks on the book that <laughs> kick ass um i also love department of truth that book is a trip 
Where's everybody on Black Widow? I like Black Widow. Black Widow's got two votes. It's got two votes. Do we like it enough to put it on this list, or do we want to... It is not on any of my other lists. It is also not on any of my other lists. Same. I just assumed it was going to be on other people's lists. That's why I didn't put it. However, I will say that Marvel Action Chillers is on another one of my lists, so I'm happy to take it off of this one if that helps in any way at all. Um... Okay, uh, and Bob, you said Miskatonic wasn't going to hang. No, because or do you, have, or do you want to talk? Okay. I, I thought it was brilliant, but we only have one issue because it's it's aftershock, so it's pushed a little bit. If we'd gotten right. two in, I'd go further, but I I can't can't put that that coin on a one issue launch so far. Right, but I, I would die on the Black Widow Hill. I'll tell you that. Okay, okay. Um, what if we lock? Uh, how does everybody feel about Bliss being on the list? Fine. Yeah, totally. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What if so far this list is Adventure Man, Bliss, Black Widow, um, and then we have two more spots to fill. Um, what if, what if the remainder was, I'm, th- I'm thinking either Seven Secrets and I Walk With Monsters or Seven Secrets and Wicked Things. I was going to say Seven Secrets and Department of Truth. Okay. I still have not read Department of Truth. I have. I don't know if I would make it the on – I haven't figured out how I feel about it yet. Maybe I should put it that way. I don't dislike it. I'm not saying that. I haven't figured out how I feel about it yet. Right. So it's, it's good. I'm going to keep reading it. I just don't know how I feel about the overall point that it's trying to make. Similar to the, why I didn't put like Rorschach or something on there because mm-hmm. I haven't quite figured it out yet. I I – of Sarah's, if Sarah's pulling Marvel action chillers off the list, um, I'd go with her. I walk with monsters. Okay. Okay. And not wicked things, Bob. That's 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 wrong, Joey. That's just wrong. That's just. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it that was nearly on my best miniseries list it's in the second group that's that was my toughest category there were so many things this year that were just great miniseries for me and that was mm-hmm. on the just under i love wicked things i always love john allison so I, I i i couldn't vote against wicked things but i sort of am but i <laughs> it's a tough so one. what about seven secrets then do we keep that or do we go wicked things i walk with monsters so I haven't read those other two, so I can't I can't put a vote behind either one just because I don't I'm not aware. But so mm-hmm. take me out of that. Uh, well, you and I still have to throw a vote to something. Well, that's why I did for Seven Secrets. Okay. Um, mm. I haven't read Seven Secrets yet. It's really hard to even after I I, I said what I said. It's really hard for me to walk away from. Not, Sarah gave a lot of passion for I Walk With Monsters. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, do you, do you, have you read more issues than just the first? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, despite my hesitation, I, I could see it making this list, especially if like, you talk so highly about it that 
this this is the category that I was very shaky on that I don't really have a lot of strong arguments for anything that's left. Um, mm. Like I've not read Seven Secrets. I've not read Department of Truth. I've only read one issue of I Walk With Monsters. Um, Wicked Things didn't make any of my lists this year, but I could see it going on here. Um, how about... Oh, man. All right, Aaron, you like Seven Secrets, right? And Joey, yeah. you do as well? Mm-hmm. How about I Walk With Monsters and Seven Secrets? With joining I'm, Adventure I'm Man? I'm down with that. Adventure Man, Bliss, and Black Widow? That way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds like a party. Oh, yeah. That is I that is that, that is a strong list. I love that list. Lock right. it in. How do we feel about that, Bob? All I right. I think we're locking it in. Okay. Do you want to vote up or down on the list? Yes. Does that verify it for you? Yay. <laughs> I vote yay. Yay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I demand it. <laughs> <laughs> you got all three of yours on the list there, Aaron. What recount? Did you- <laughs> I, I demand a recount of those five oral votes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There was so, a Bob, truck came you- all the way from Beth Page with those five oral votes. Have you know. <laughs> uh, Bob, why don't you read our finalized for best list new for- series? Adventure Man, Black Widow, Bliss, I Walk with Monsters, and Seven Secrets. Okay. There's literally yeah. one book on that list that I haven't read. Yay. <laughs> Aaron's like, my work is Done. easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to dig into uh, Seven Secrets. I have it uh, waiting for me in my pile. I think you will like it, though. I think when you need – here's what I say, my, my thought about it. When you are – like there's something like bumming you out or just like sort of just annoying you, just pick up that book and just start reading it and just sort of let it go. Yeah, I love Tom Taylor, especially his team-based yeah. books. After the first issue, because the first issue is there's some there's some pretty depressing stuff that happens <laughs> oh, in that uh-huh. first issue. <laughs> they came in hot, but they yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they were like, "You like the yeah, you like this? Hey, get ready! It's it's pretty <laughs> shocking." Anyway, anyway, all right. So we're locked in. We're good. We're down to the final category for this episode. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is yeah. The, this is one of the tougher ones. This is when it starts to take a turn. This is easy. But is it? Uh, our- I have like a 10 nominations if I could have them. Oof. All right. Um, Bob, why don't you go first? Okay. For me, best miniseries, Lois Lane by Greg Rucka and Mike Perkins. It's Lois as a hard-boiled reporter. It's saucy stuff with Clark. It also dives into enemy of the press and big political things about immigration. Oh, and by the way, the whole multiverse thing sort of begins in Lois Lane. So it covers a lot of territory. November by Matt Fraction, Elsa Chartier. Brilliant use of color and space and in a film noir, pulp fiction-y four-story thing. And Superman smashes the clan, of course. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, Joey, why don't you go first? Or second, sorry. 
Uh, I will go with Hawkeye Freefall, Matt Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt. I always love a Hawkeye series. Uh, and first of all, Otto Schmidt's artwork was stupendous here. Um, tons and tons of energy. And Matt Rosenberg, again, another one of my favorite writers, uh, pops up periodically. And I think Hawkeye Freefall was a really wonderful uh, miniseries this year. I also got the Ludocrats, uh, which was just ridiculous. Um, Jim Rosignol and Kira Gillen with Jeff Stokely. Uh, This giant dude with a beard has sex with a train woman. It's like, (laughs) what? That's crazy. Um, There's just, it's madness. It's madness and, and tons of fun. And of course, lock it in now. Superman splashes the clam. Okay. Okay, uh, Sarah, what do you got? I have got... Uh, I have no idea why I just <laughs> that. was that. nice. <laughs> uh, I've got Alienated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just read that last week. That series takes a turn. That was crazy. I cried on an exercise bike at the gym. Um, that series gets really, really dark and introspective in in ways that I did not anticipate when that's when that first started. Mm-hmm. It yeah. goes places and gives me feelings. Yeah, it really does. That that series was nuts. Um, I have got Sabrina, something wicked, and I have got Marvel Action Chillers. Wow, that was resounding silence from everyone. I was writing. I'm just writing stuff down. Sabrina, something wicked, and Marvel action chillers are in my. If we had a list of ten, they were both on it. Love Mm -hmm. both of those. All right, Uh, Aaron, why don't you go next? All right, so I'm just going to come out of the gate and say I don't think any of these are going to make the list, but I like them. And one is still controversial because I'm still catching up on the rules, but we'll see. So one I have is uh, Catalyst Prime, Seven Days by Gail Simone. I don't know if it qualifies, though. Um, when did it start? Um, crap. I can't it doesn't remember. matter. When did it end? This year. Okay. I can find yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Because Lois Lane also started like – Yeah, no, that counts. Yeah. yeah, if it ends now. It's only best new series that has the time gotcha. limit on it. Gotcha. So the other one is uh, The Pull by Steve Orlando. Mm. And then the other one, are you ready, Joey? What's it? Getting It Together with Cena Grace. Oh, I love that book. <laughs> that book gives me all the feels. It takes me back to my utes. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. I'm really surprised that. All right. Um, I'm going to give my three right now. Uh, I'm going to put a vote in for Lois Lane. Absolutely loved that series from beginning to end. John Constantine, Hellblazer. Yeah. Number one with a bullet for me. Uh, and Far Sector. How how am I the only one that said Far Sector for this list? Because it's somewhere else on my list. It's All somewhere right. else on my list as well, but now I'm wondering, hmm. Hmm, I'm thinking now. Wait, 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 wait. I'm All I can now. say is no. that if our sector doesn't make this list, it damn sure better make some of the others because we're we're running out of categories here. You know what? Will it though? 
Okay. Uh-oh. I might, I, might have to, I might have to rethink something. But go ahead. Go ahead. I might have to rethink something. All right. Well, those are those are my those are my votes. Lois Lane, John Constantine Hellblazer, and Far Sector. Well, we have so Superman smashes the clan and Lois, Lois Lane have two, two votes. votes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm super comfortable with Superman smashes the clan being on here. Um, I'd like to hear. A, a consensus about Lois Lane, but I'm obviously backing Lois Lane as well. All right. I'm nervous now. Can I switch one of my votes? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really nervous now when I'm looking at the rest of my list. Can I swap out Far Sector for Callus Prime? Seven uh, days? Yeah. Ooh, there we go. Okay. I would have backed you on seven days, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm no, kidding. Really it, is, it is on my other list, but I, I'm with you, Aaron. Don't worry about it. This is where it got hard. (laughs) All right. Um, So, do I? Should I go to the to the tables for John Constantine, or are you guys just going to give this to me? I'll give you Constantine any day of the week. All right. I I will be bringing Constantine up again and again and again, but I'm happy to have it on this list because I mean, what I'm fine book. What I can tell you about. Constantine. It is 12 issues. There should have been more. Uh, it was canceled very unceremoniously. Whoa, it was canceled? Then it's not a limited series or miniseries. It's a, it was, it's it was a, a limited regu- series of 12. It was, it was canceled months and months ago and they wrapped it up to 12 issues. I guess we said, was it meant to be 12 issues or was it, did it end up being 12 issues because they canceled? It was 12 issues. They wanted it to be more. I think that's where Joey is coming. Yeah, Joey. I think what Joey is saying is that if it was always intended to be a twelve issue arc, then it's a limited or miniseries. But if it ended up being a twelve issue arc because they canceled the book, then he's wondering, he's questioning whether or not it's a mini or limited. Right. See, Black Widow, for instance, is only contracted for now for ten issues. If it ends at issue ten, it wasn't a ten issue miniseries. It was an ongoing that got canceled. So you could put John Constantine in a. It's it's in that in between. If they if they wrapped it up on purpose at twelve, but they wanted to do fifteen, it's an ongoing. All right, I'll research it right now while y'all. No, 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 no. It's fine. It trust me, Steve. It is coming up again in at least three more categories. Oh, I won't. It'll be on this list. I don't. I'll quit before it's not on this list. <laughs> He's like, I will kill everything you love. I will burn this, this podcast to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and I'm not even trying to be cute. Like, it's so good. And it's so smart. No, I'm laughing because, like, Constantine would 100% approve of that. Yeah. He'd just be like, yeah, just burn it to the ground. Do it. It's fine. And then he'd use a lot of swear words. All right. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So then if that doesn't count, then... um I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna it's back. Hard. I'm. I'm reading it here, and it's like they were. Pl- they were writing more. It was like, pl- and then DC announced that twelve would be the series finale. Yeah. And obviously, Sizeberry was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, he was. He was seriously <laughs> pissed. I remember his his tweets about it. That leads me to think that it wasn't a limited series. If the writer is like, "I was planning," <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm yeah. already fine with it. If we if we need to. To, to take it off the list and put it elsewhere, then then that's what we'll do. Um, but then it, if I have to take it off the list, does that mean that I get another vote? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then I'm going to I'm going to back alienated. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Superior. 
Yeah, I, 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 and I, I read that I think last week or the week before, and for what started off as this kind of cutesy alien in the forest story about these three uh, kind of loner teenagers finding uh, a, con- a connection between one another after coming into contact with this this alien thing that basically um, neurally links them together that they can talk to each other throughout the day. That series is kind of like um, that movie Chronicle that, that came out so many the years good, ago. The good Josh Trank movie. Yes. Yeah. In that it just – it takes such a hard turn at one point and characters really just go into this downward spiral. And and it's not, not in a depressing way, in a very – like let's pick apart these personalities. Let's look at – what makes these kids tick? Why are they the way that they are? Is it society? Is it school? Is it the other kids? Uh, is it expectations? And and all of that stuff comes into play within with in the issues that follow in ways that I was devastated by the end mm-hmm. of that thing. Uh, it took several turns that I did not see coming and and just I read it all in one night. I started at like midnight and didn't end up going to bed until like 245 because I was so wrapped by it. Uh, and I would definitely throw my weight behind Alienated. It is a thing. Okay. I'm cool with Alienated. And Far Sector also now has two votes. I'm cool mm-hmm. with Far Sector. Uh Sarah, I could, as I said, I could back both of yours, whatever, if you wanted to choose one or the other. Um, but I do want to, I do want to mention, I, I, the rest of my other list included Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey by Amanda Carr and Jimmy Palmiotti, Marvel Action Chillers, mm-hmm. Sabrina, Seven Days, Spy Island, and Joey, Wicked Things. Was, on, the, was on that list, so there we go. But I do want to spend a couple of seconds here, though I know I won't get enough trashing because I don't think anybody's really read much of it as November. I would back you on November. Okay. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is brilliantly written. If you love the the, the Tarantino idea of competing storylines that intersect and twirl around each other, there are a lot of really shady people in this in this story. And yet you start to feel for some of what their struggles are. And when you you add Elsa Chartier's art in a much different way than we've seen her in some of her other works, whether it was Wasp or the Star Wars subject or even Infinite Loop, there's this grit and grime to it. And yet it's playful at once. It is is something really special. And the design of it, that they're, they're hardcover books, just really neat to go with it. So I'm... Just a big fan of November. This is it. Joey, I'm I'm happy you're on my side on this one. Yeah. I will confess that I have only read the first issue of it. I've got all of it. I just haven't read it. But what they're doing and the way that they've approached it, I think is absolutely brilliant. And it's something that we don't really see that often in comics. You don't see three small hardbacks coming out. It's almost it's almost like they're issuing novellas, but in yes. comics form. Um right. And that's something very, very special and very different. And I like the fact that they're doing that and they're trying to push the boundaries of how how comics are produced and how they're created and, and the physical thing that we get in our hands. Um, so it's a good bet. Yeah, I don't think Hawkeye or Ludocrats is going to make it past the next 
45 seconds, but I do want to say I don't think it is either. that Hawkeye's tons of fun. Like I said, love the character, love Otto Schmidt's artwork on it. Ludocrats is, like I said, probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my life. Um, it is so, so I laughed out loud so many times. I was also utterly confounded many other times. Um, even just like the credits page is just uproariously funny as well. So to all our listeners that, you know, um, like the books that I suggest, as opposed to the rest of these yahoos, <laughs> I would check out Ludocrats and uh, uh, Hawkeye Freefall. Um, but but in terms of like books that ha- are now out in the conversation and, and should probably be on this list, I like November for it. Um, and obviously Far Sector as well. And for all of Joey's listeners, he's speaking to both of you. Oh! <gasps> Wow. I would I'm just gonna say on Joey's behalf, Ludocrats will get mentioned later for very good specific reasons, and that book is insane. And there is a panel in which a character says the amazing line, she has steel plated labia. <laughs> and that is all you need to know about that book. I'd also okay. like to point out that we just got our first sign of spice coming from Aaron. He's, <laughs> he's starting to get into the group. He's starting to figure this thing out. I feel like get I'm that confidence. Yeah, you're doing fine, Aaron. All right. So what, what if um, we said we had Superman Smashes the Clan, Lois Lane, Alienated, Far Sector, and November? I I mean I am looking based on what you, I'll just say I haven't read them, but based on the descriptions you gave, I I'm genuinely looking forward to reading to those that I haven't. So I from that perspective, I'm okay with it. I'm going to stay quiet on this one. I'm going to make a shocking, shocking um, revelation at this point. I've never read Far Sector. Uh, well, you're going to now. Something just kicked me in the crotch. Very good. <laughs> I think I think Far Sector is going to really surprise you. It is. It is so much more than I had ever thought, especially once you get like about say like four or five issues in and you start to really, really hit what's going on. And and these other elements start to be introduced to this wild Mm sci-fi story. It is really, it's one of the most powerful things that I've, I've read not only this year, but probably ever. I think the best decision, I think from that perspective, I think the best decision DC made with this book, to be honest with you, is to call it Far Sector and not call it Green Lantern. Lantern Far Absolutely. Sector. Because mm-hmm. I think the Green Lantern moniker would have put a lot of people off, probably including myself, and I may not have ever read this book. Um, but having read it, I'm so happy that I did. And it gives me just the, the it, it let me know that someone somewhere in DC was considering this reader. Um, and this type of story, and they have that capability. But I, yeah. Yeah, I agree 100% with everything that Steve said. Um, Sarah, what were you going to say? I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, no, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say Far Sector might be good, but does it have a teenage Elsa Bloodstone with a massive crossbow in it? <laughs> I mean, I personally Just would, saying. I would take Chillers <laughs> over November, but it sounds Ooh. like there's a lot of... I would take Chillers over Lois Lane. Oh, wow. Really? I love Lois Lane. I really did. I liked it a lot. But 
there's something about Lois Lane, whether it's the artwork. Yeah, you didn't or, like the artwork. I remember, yeah, I remember and, you and, saying and, that. And the artwork, was it Michael Lark? Mike Perkins. Mike Perkins. If it was Michael Lark, I'd be like, let's do it. But there was something about the artwork that was just a little – like I got what he was doing. And as someone who reads a lot of like noir comics and and, and, and like kind of reads books in that aesthetic, it just wasn't as tight as I think I would have liked. And there is, like it's not – I remember, too, stopping reading it for a few months and being okay with that. And like returning to it once it was done and like reading it and enjoying it. But it didn't really, as it went on, it didn't really, it didn't really um, kind of hold my attention as much as some of the other books on this list. And hearing y'all talk about Marvel action chillers over the last few weeks and having, you know, uh, took a look at the first (laughs) issue and such. I think that like, there's an excitement around that book that, um, that, I'm feeling and eager to, to jump into. Whereas Lois Lane, you know, if you sat me down in front of it and was like, Hey, reread this again. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Um, and this is speaking as someone who like read event Leviathan and is like going back through Bendis's like Superman run. And like a lot of what happens in Lois Lane, like crosses over into some of that stuff. So like, even with all of that context, like Marvel action chillers or some of the other stuff on this list is just more exciting to me than, than Lois Lane. That's just me saying. All right. I don't agree with any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but dude, you were like, I want to hear a consensus about Lois Lane. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, I'm talking right now you. that I don't know if I agree with the consensus. I'm, I'm down with Marvel action chillers. What if I don't get two votes for it, but what if we replace Lois Lane with November? I take November mm. over Lois Lane for like the reasons that Sarah put out about the way that it's published, and yeah. it brings me back to like when when um, uh, Jeff Lemire and oh goodness, what's his name? They were doing AD after Death, Scott Snyder, this, yeah, yeah, and they did the same thing. They did those three novella length like graphic novellas, and and there was just and I brought it up for best limited series that year too because I was just like, this is how I wish more comics were published, like. You give me three trunks of the story. You do a great job with how you're putting it out there. It's really elevated. It's the best work that that these creators are putting out. Um, Like there's just something about that, that like I really like am engaged with too. That's all. That's all. That's how I feel. On my own list, I would put November above Lois Lane. Mm. Would it matter if I dropped a poll and put and went behind November? Yes, it would. Yeah, so add November to the sounds, list. It sounds like we're leaning towards Superman Smashes the Clan, November, Alienated, Far Sector, and Marvel Action Chillers. Have I got that right? Absolutely, you do. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop the poll and put it on there because clearly no one else was going to pick it up. The, so, poll um, is, the poll is fun, and I have, I've been trying really hard to find a spot on my legal pad for Steve Orlando. Um, yeah, not same. not necessarily because of the pull specifically, but like all of the kind of more indie, independent mm-hmm. kind of stuff driven by his voice as opposed to his DC stuff. Like Steve Orlando, I think, is the thing that like drove me to something like the pull or drew me to some of the other work that he's done this Commanders year. Commanders in Crisis. And, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, whereas like I think with some of the other things, like it's like just I don't know. But, yeah, but I'm, I'm with you on the pull, Aaron. I really liked it. All right, so we're taking the poll, 
And what about getting it together? I still love that book. All right, but, but do you I, love it enough to fight for it over the stuff that is being floated right now? Um, I think I don't know if I'm going to get the support for it, so I'm going to I'm going to allow it to fall to the to the All side. Right. Getting okay. together is another really fun, sexy book, though. So <laughs> it, it really is. There's a lot of Tinder hookups, and we are we pushing weight behind Chillers over Sabrina, so we can take Sabrina off the list. Yes. Yep. Okay. So that would make this list Superman smashes the clan far sector uh Marvel action chillers November and what's the final one alienated alienated, alienated. right okay okay so now we know far sector won an award this year <laughs> it's an honor to be nominated that's what they always say that is that is a Joey Bracino level of uh, of bold right I'll take now. Seat back on the bold over here. Aaron's coming out, and he's like, "Here we go." He's, he's, I'm, I'm closing he's my eyes. Throwing and I'm hands. It's happening. All right, Bob. We need you to make it official. The official list for best miniseries of 2020: Alienated, Far Sector, Marvel Action Chillers, November, Superman Smashes the Clan. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That was tough. That's why you end with it. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm 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 mostly happy with that list, but uh let's do it. <laughs> Look, Lois Lane is great. It really I'm not is. talking about Lois Lane. I'm not gonna say what I'm talking about. I'll talk about that off air because I don't want to be a dick. Um but uh no, this is cool. This is good. I think we're I think we're wrapped for this episode. Yes. We still got two more to go. <laughs> 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 oh boy! Don't worry, right. the booze comes out for part two. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have the to, real booze. I, is I need to. I need to take like a five minute break after pulling my back out. I gotta um, get the snacks out of the trunk of my car. All right, so yeah, so there we go. All right, Bob, one more time for all the people. Let's uh, let's read our our nominations for these categories, and then I'll read the stuff. And we'll wrap it up. Okay, breakthrough writer, Chris Cantwell, Eva L. Ewing. Jody Hauser, N.K. Jemison, Brandon Thomas. For breakthrough artist, Aaron Campbell, Elena Casagrande, Dan Mora, Carrie Randolph, R.B. Silva. Best new series, Adventure Man, Black Widow, Bliss, I Walk With Monsters, Seven Secrets. And for best miniseries, Alienated, Far Sector, Marvel Action Chillers, November, Superman Smashes the Clan. Yo, you love that alphabetical right there. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. That's fantastic. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, we'll be back in your ears next week with uh, some more special mentions, as well as our categories for Best Ongoing Series, Best Original Graphic Novel, and Best Story Arc. We've reached the end. Oh, does anybody have any uh, closing statements or anything that they wanna they wanna get out there? Because uh, it's a little weird recording all of these shows in a row and not really knowing where we are on the calendar. But does anybody have anything? Not yet. Nope. Yeah. All right. Happy middle of Hanukkah to y'all yeah. out there. Yeah. Light there the candles. Go. We all need them. Yep. And uh, have a good time leading up to the holidays. Make sound decisions, and you know, just try to make the holidays special for yourself and in. Uh, in unique ways this year. 
All right, we've reached the end of this week's edition of the Talking Comics podcast. As always, you can send us your comments or questions through our email, podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics. We've also got talkingcomicbooks.com where you can find reviews and features from our fantastic contributors. And if you like this podcast, be sure to go and check out ladiesofvalhalla.com where you can catch Sarah, Jess, and Bronwyn for the Ladies of Valhalla podcast. Uh, do you have anything going on or going up? Uh, we put out a quarantine episode recently in which we um, theoretically talk about what we're doing during quarantine, but actually just talk about the most ridiculous things <laughs> and go on many, many tangents. It's a good time. It's a good time. Come join us. The water's lovely. Uh, we'd also like to recommend Jeremy Whitley's Progressively Horrified podcast, where Jeremy and his co-hosts, Chris and Ben, discuss movies, TV shows, comic book art, and anything else from the horror genre through a progressive lens. You can find all of us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Bob, where can our listeners find you? Old-fashioned email, Bob Ryer at TalkingComicBooks.com. Joey? At Joey Bertrino. Aaron? At Aaron J. Amos. Sarah? At Geek Country Lady. Yeah! Uh, Jessica is at Jarska for all the things. Bronwyn is at ShinyBabyB, and I am at Dead underscore Anchorus on the internet. So for Bob... Miss you, Jess. For Joey... Bye. For Aaron. Got to do my stretches for the next round. For Sarah. (laughs) Plenty more hills to die on yet. Yes, there is. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We know that these podcasts are a little weird. You get to kind of see behind the scenes stuff. But uh, we like them. We have fun. And we hope that you enjoy all the proceedings and the nominations. Be excellent to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics podcast, to be continued. answer in the breakthrough writer category for 2020 is sarah miles <laughs> that was gonna be my answer there you go. All right. now, i was waiting for the mic to drop no nothing okay i was also going to nominate myself <laughs> um but apparently that's not happening so uh, <laughs> you got two votes already <laughs>